The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our discussion about why marketing on the small screen still matters. Joining us again is Sean Casto, who's the founder and CEO of Preapps, which is a service that helps companies grow their app adoption to millions of downloads and sales. In eight years, Preapps has collectively generated over 500 million downloads by helping companies that are managing startups or billion-dollar apps with launch promotion, viral video production, app store optimization, influencer marketing, and app growth consulting. And yesterday, Sean talked us through his pillars of mobile app marketing. And today we're going to talk about how to make your app go viral in 60 days. Okay, here's the rest of my conversation with Sean Casto, founder and CEO of marketing at Preapps. Sean, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me again. Excited to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked a lot about sort of the basics and fundamentals of marketing a new app. And I really want to focus in on the first few days and months when you're launching an app. When you're getting ready for promotion, one of the things that we talked about is you can expect three to $5 CPAs to generate an app download that can get real expensive, real fast. Give me the playbook for actually driving virality. And mostly when you're just starting, if you're working on a relatively small budget, how do you start to get virality so you don't have to be beholden to the $5 CPA toll booth? I think the first misconception I want to start off with is I wouldn't rely on your success based off of your app going viral. I mean, we get conversations every single day of people saying, oh yeah, we're not going to spend too much on marketing because this thing's going to go viral. And so it's just something that you want to be able to tack on as we discussed in our last call as a next step to be able to incorporate within the app to be able to get people to share it. But it's purely not a one and all marketing initiative. So you can't bank on virality. Obviously, it's something that you hope for, but you really just don't know how people are going to interact with your product. That said, there has to be a few steps that you've seen and common traits of the apps that do go viral. So what are some of the common things that businesses that have virality do? Yes. And like you said, apps don't really go viral by accident. I do believe that virality is strategically engineered. You know, how Pokemon Go reached 500 million downloads in the first year or Snapchat reaching its mass adoption in the first few months. There are things called growth engines that are incorporated within the app. So if you'd like, we can kind of go over what those look like and ways to incorporate them. 
Absolutely. Let's talk about growth engines that you can build from the start. So the most common growth engines that we really kind of work with our clients on that you see the most within apps is what they call that win-win referral system. This is what you're familiar with in, for example, Uber. Uber is a good example. Uber will allow you to be able to share the app with friends. In exchange, you're going to get $25 credits. And by having someone download the app from the link that you shared, they're going to get $25 credit. So that's what they call that referral win-win system in which there's being value on both parties. It doesn't necessarily always have to be a monetization approach in the sense that you don't have to be sharing credits or money, but it is the most common. And it is the most big driver to get people to share the app with others, uh, to be able to get that win-win approach. I think the idea here, when you think about you know the win-win referral approach, is you have to have an understanding of what your customer LTV is. You also have to have an understanding of what your normal CPA is, right? If you're going to make $20 lifetime value off of an app download, you probably don't want to give $25 away at the start. On the flip side, if all of your other marketing channels average a $50 customer acquisition cost, giving $25 off is going to cut your CPA in half. Outside of just, hey, if you make a referral, we'll give you a monetary reward, what are some of the other ways that people are driving virality? So the other kind of way in which virality is driven is more of the social network approach or the network effect. And that's more common for dating, communication, and social apps, and also gaming as well. To be able to have that exchange and own that conversation within the app that people are having a feed to be able to engage with. Whereas the more people who join, the more others have an incentive to join with greater value. You know, if your friends are joining something, you want it and therefore join it as well. So that's kind of the next most common approach is really that network effect. And so this is the notion of, you know, invites to your friends to join a community, to engage with you personally. I'm assuming that content sharing is also in here as well. I took an Instagram photo. If you want to see the Instagram photo, you have to download the app. Exactly. Okay. So we've got a monetary incentive. We've got a viral effect and content sharing, sort of the community building. Are there any other viral hooks that apps build in to try to drive growth? Absolutely. Another one that's common is something called the stackability approach, in which you're able to stack on another network within your app. A good example would be the complete integration between Open Table and Google Maps. If someone were to look at a restaurant within Google Maps, they already have the integration with Open Table right there to be able to download and share it with others to be able to book reservations. So it's that stackability approach to be able to integrate with other businesses and other networks to be able to share off that traffic and user base. So it seems like there's two components to building the sort of stackability viral component. One, you have to have some technical expertise. You have to be able to build into, in this example, Google Maps API. And the second part is partnerships. You have to be able to negotiate that placement to have some visibility. Is this something that pre-apps is doing for their customers? Is this something that you have to know how to do on your own? Talk to me about how people are actually building out this stackable viral effect. That's where, you know, really coming down to building out your operation, having the right team in place to be able to build those relationships. We're not a sector in that field. You know, we provide the consulting to be able to get them to where they need to be. Are there any other ways where you're seeing companies driving virality? Those are definitely the most popular. There are various other approaches that are less impactful in the sense, but a lot of it will come down to, for example, creating an irresistible product. You can't really have something go viral without people 
having an amazing experience. So really going back to the customer experience and providing that wow factor to get people to actually use the app and then therefore want to change it based on their experience. And that's something that people don't really like talk about because it's not as sexy, but it is so true in the sense that people don't share poor quality apps. People don't want to have themselves look bad by sharing something that doesn't necessarily look or feel or have that wow factor. So a lot of it comes down to just going through and creating that wow factor within the app. It seems like there's two components to driving virality through a great product experience. First, you have to have the great product experience. And second, this kind of gets into one of the things that we talked about in our previous episode, which is a connection to some sense of influencers. And these don't have to be mega influencers, right? It doesn't have to be Kim Kardashian to make a product referral that's effective. But there is the idea of building relationships with people that have lots of reach, whether it be individuals, whether it be publication. When you're thinking about going viral, and I'm using air quotes that people can't see in the first 60 days, how much are you depending on building in these shareability hooks, building in an excellent product experience? And how much are you thinking about actually going and building relationships strategically with people that can you know, spread the word and bring bulk to your app downloads? Well, it all comes down to really understanding your goals and your metrics in terms of how much time to spend on each area. It's hard to say, you know, once you're able to drill deeper into your KPIs and see where your quality downloads are coming from, where the biggest opportunity of growth is, it's hard to say in terms of where to spend most of your time and resources should definitely go back to the fundamentals that we talked about in our last episode and then incorporating these as you grow. A lot of the most successful apps you see now didn't have these incorporated day one. It's something that they continue to optimize over time. Obviously, having a great product really matters. It's important to have some incentives for your users, whether it be monetary, whether it be some sort of content or network effect. When you think about the initial launch, and we're looking at the first two months of your app, you mentioned that you shouldn't depend on virality, you should hope for it. What are some of the other tips and tricks that you have in your bag to help people get a good start and seed the virality that may happen down the road? Another one that's really not as sexy, but incredibly, incredibly important, especially early on, is mastering your messaging. What I mean by that is the better the messaging, the more users will be able to understand, use, and share the app. So many people come up with a new app and they have no idea to actually even describe it to others. They literally have to like tell you about it for five minutes before you actually fully understand what it does and what it is. We always challenge others to be able to describe your app in about two to three words. Because the reality is if someone's going to share it with another person, they're really only going to share it in two to three words. They're not going to go off and tell you every little detail about the particular product. And so the simpler and easier way you're able to describe your app and your benefits, the easier it's going to be shared. It's funny how much of marketing an app comes down to basic marketing fundamentals where have a great product, be able to describe your product have some relationships, be able to work with partners. And obviously there's your paid and your app store optimization and things can get very technical. But a lot of this is really the basic blocking and tackling of marketing in general, right? Have a differentiation, be able to clearly articulate what your product is. So when people, while they're on their phone, passively looking through the app stores, not really knowing what they're searching for, can easily digest what your app is and what it's for. Exactly. Sean, help me understand what are some of the resources that if you're thinking about going through launch, you recommend people follow to be able to effectively drive growth and hopefully make their app go viral in the first 60 days. Absolutely. Well, the first step and resource we definitely recommend is getting a copy of our 
best-selling book called App Secrets, How to Create a Million-Dollar App, that can be found on Amazon. If you go to our website at preapps.com, we also do ship out free copies of that. And for those that are really serious about marketing and serious about really taking their apps to the next level, uh, you can apply to speak with one of our app growth specialists for free on a strategy call to be able to kind of share exactly how we can help in the same way that we've done with many other billion-dollar apps out there. All right. So preapps.com, you can get a copy of their book. You can request a consultation and hopefully get some good tips from Sean and his team. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Sean Casto, founder and CEO of Preapps, for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Sean, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can find Preapps on Facebook. Their URL is facebook.com slash preapps. You can contact them on Twitter. The handle is pre underscore apps, P-R-E underscore A-P-P-S. Or you could visit their company's website, which is preapps.com. Just one more link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you're listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can sign up for our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always contact us on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schaap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.